0: Good morning and welcome to Crescent Church Online. Thank you to our members and our visitors for joining again with us this morning. Today uh, we continue our series in First Peter and Tim Graham will be our speaker later in the service. Our opening hymn today reminds us that we must submit our ways and our plans to God. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou, my best thought, by day or by night, Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. Father, we come before you this morning, and we thank you for all you mean to us. You are the ruler of all, yet you love us, shelter us, and provide for us through life's difficulties and battles. We thank you for the Lord Jesus, that he bore our sins on the cross, and that we can be forgiven and rescued through him. This morning, we want to pray for everyone who is listening, and particularly ask for blessing upon our family relationships, for parents, children, Grandparents, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, give patience where it is needed and help us to love one another. We thank you for the acts of kindness we have witnessed in recent weeks and the community spirit that has sprung up. We pray that this will continue well beyond these current days. We ask for wisdom and clear guidance for our politicians in Northern Ireland and for the UK as a whole. As they make decisions, that these will be balanced, safe and timed correctly. We also remember countries across the world where the healthcare is limited and people live in poverty. Protect these nations, we pray. Guide us as a church over these next weeks. We pray for the various church committees and for the elders as they plan services and events to maintain the rhythm of church life and guide us back to a more normal church programme. We thank you for your love for each one of us, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. A really important part of our church family at Crescent are the children and young people. We hope that you're all doing okay and that you're surviving while you're off school. This morning, Rachel Glass is going to read us a story entitled The Present of a Son, and then Amy Cullen will lead us in a great wee song, Hey, Jesus loves me. Please remember to do the actions.
1: Abraham, God said, how many stars are there in the sky? God was about to tell his friend a wonderful secret. Let me see, Abraham said, 993, 994... 997. Oh, oh no wait oh, too many guess what god laughed i will give you as many children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren you won't be able to count them either there was only one problem abraham was 99 years old and his wife sarah was 90 years old and they had no children surely they were far too old to have a baby But Abraham trusted God. He knew that when God says something, it was as good as done. And sure enough, nine months later, just as God had promised, Sarah gave birth to a baby boy. They named him Isaac, which means son of laughter. And Sarah laughed. A glorious happy laugh, her dream had come true. God would do as he promised. He would always look after Abraham's family. They were going to be his special people. God knew that his secret rescue plan could only work if Abraham trusted him completely. God had to make sure Abraham would do whatever he asked. So a few years later, God asked Abraham to give him a present. Abraham liked giving God presents. He gave God his animals. They were called sacrifices and they were a way to say I love you to God. But this time God didn't want a lamb or a goat. God wanted Abraham to give him something more, much more. He wanted Abraham to give him his son, his only son, the son he loved, Isaac. Put his boy on the altar and kill him as a sacrifice. How could God want him to do such a terrible thing? Abraham didn't understand, but he knew that God was his father who loved him. And so Abraham trusted him. Early the next morning, Abraham and Isaac set off. They climbed the steep, stony trail up the mountain. Isaac carried the wood on his back. His father carried the knife and the coals. Papa! Isaac said, we have everything except we forgot the lamb for the sacrifice. God will give us a lamb, son, Abraham said. They built an altar and laid the wood on top. Abraham asked his son to climb on top of the wood. Isaac didn't understand, but he knew his father loved him. And so he trusted him. He climbed up onto the altar and Abraham tied his boy to the wood. Isaac didn't struggle or try to run away. He just lay there quietly and didn't make a sound. Everything was ready. Abraham took the knife. Tears were filling up his eyes. Pain was filling up his heart. His hand was shaking. He lifted the knife high into the air. Stop, God said. Don't hurt the boy. I want him to live and not die. I know now that you love me because you would have given me your only son. Abraham felt his heart leap with joy. He unbound Isaac and folded him in his arms. Great sobs shook the old man's whole body. Scalding tears filled his eyes. And for a long time they stayed there like that, in each other's arms, the boy and his dad. Suddenly Abraham saw a ram caught in some brambles. The sacrifice. God had given them what they needed just in time. The ram would die so Isaac didn't have to. And so Abraham sacrificed the ram instead of his son. And as they sat there on the mountaintop, watching the embers of the fire die in the cool night air, the stars above them sparkling in the velvet sky, God helped Abraham and Isaac understand something. God wanted his people to live, not die. God wanted to rescue his people, not punish them. But they must trust him. One day someone will be born into your family, God promised them, and he will bring happiness to the whole world. God was getting ready to give the whole world a wonderful present. It would be God's way to tell his people, I love you. Many years later, another son would climb another hill, carrying wood on his back. Like Isaac, he would trust his father and do what his father asked. He wouldn't struggle or run away. Who was he? God's son, his only son, the son he loved, the Lamb of God.
2: Father's love for you and me. I wish we could
0: Many thanks to Rachel and Amy. The Elders believe that it is really important to maintain the normal rhythms of church life at Crescent. We are aware that there is so much going on at the minute and we are thankful uh, for the commitment of so many. We want to highlight five key weekly events at Crescent and how these will run over the next few weeks. You could say they are the heartbeat of Crescent life. Number one, over the past three Sundays, we have met to remember the Lord in the breaking of bread service. This will continue on Zoom at 10 a.m. Our Sunday morning online service will continue in its current format at 11 a.m. At 7 p.m. on Sundays, we will begin a live service using Zoom and this will commence next Sunday, the 24th. Our fourth event are our home groups, and they will run for all groups on the first and third Thursdays of the month. On the second and fourth Thursday nights, our corporate church prayer meeting will take place at 7 p.m. Please take a note of that time, 7 p.m. Details and links for all of these events will be sent out over the next few days. But for now, remember there will be three services on Sundays at our normal times and an event each Thursday night. 1 Peter 2 verse 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Let's join with the Crescent Band and sing the words of I am forgiven because you were forsaken, I am accepted, you were condemned. Our speaker this morning is Tim Graham. Tim and his wife Susie are members of Crescent and they have two children. Tim started our series in 1 Peter a few weeks ago and we look forward to his teaching again this morning. Before Tim comes uh, to speak, Neville McMullen will read the passage for us.
3: Our reading today is taken from 1 Peter chapter 2, starting at verse 11, reading through to chapter 3 and verse 12. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honourable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the Emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honour everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honour the emperor. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewellery or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy woman who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children, if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honour to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil.